Tonight, uh, our guest speaker is really uh, not so much a guest. He's been here many times before. Many of you are familiar with him. Uh, we are very thankful for uh, the partnership that we've had, and I know that uh, precedes and dates back long before I was ever here. Uh, we recently uh, rejoined with Brother Joe and Miss Linda, his wife Linda, uh, out at the Military Christian Center in Goldsboro, and we partnered with a Financial Peace University. And uh, felt like that was very profitable. We had uh, some families from on base that came out. And Lord willing, they uh, plan to, in the future, run a special track geared for the military, a FPU class specifically geared for them. Uh, we've also had them here. Uh, we've done some, uh, last year I believe it was, the Senior Saints did a meal and we had several of the couples come out and we participated in some co-ed volleyball and that was a great evening. Um, and uh, just very appreciative uh, of this man and his ministry. And so I'm going to invite at this time Brother Joe Yergin, if you would, Missions to Military. Please welcome Brother Joe. Get all of my equipment turned on. I'm dangerous when it comes to technology. It is a joy to be with you. I appreciate the opportunity to come and uh, present this work again. I have been here several times and I think presented the work. And uh, most of you are probably familiar with uh, missions to military and what we do. But uh, let me just refresh you. Most of our Christian service is uh, refreshment. (laughs) Uh, Being reminded again what uh, our responsibilities are. Oh, Brother Dean and uh, his wife and many of you have been active through the years in uh, meals and other activities at the, uh, at the Military Christian Center, all the way back to our times on the good old times on the river with uh, fighting the mosquitoes and the uh, rust water. And uh, all those days were, uh, were very precious uh, to us. And so it, it is good to be with you. I, I hope and pray that... Uh, this would be a time for you, that this won't be just a one-day event, that this will be a time that you look forward, that you, uh, it, it'll be a, a renewing for you in the area of, of, I won't say just missions, but service, uh, service to the Lord. And uh, I know most of you are past going to the mission field, but uh, not all of you. 57 years old, that's, uh, that's getting pretty close there. This brother this morning, I call him Dr. Vision. But uh, he's, uh, you know, I admire a man like that that, that uh, pursues God's will for his life. And uh, I, I, I pray that I know he'll, he'll do well in, uh, in the mission field. Now, Brother Dean, uh, I don't know how old he was when he ventured out to the Philippines but uh, he knows a little bit about that as well. Uh, I don't think we ever get too old to serve the Lord in some capacity. Amen. And uh, you aren't too old tonight. And some, it's just sad that some in churches just don't ever get started. And uh, so I hope this will be a start for all of you. Uh, I was hoping the church would be filled tonight. I know you were too. <laughs> but uh, to me, missions emphasis is a real time of revival for local local church. And uh, I enjoy it, 
I enjoy participating in missions conferences, and I enjoy talking about missions. I enjoy uh, meeting with people, and I enjoy sharing the ministry that God has allowed us to be a part of uh, through the years. I uh, many times have difficulty uh, selling the fact that ministry to the military is missions. Oh, you're not planting churches, you're not going overseas, you're not going to some third world country, you're not a missionary. Well, that's, uh, I think, a narrow-minded view of missions and a narrow-minded view of ministry. And uh, we are an arm of the local church in reaching out to Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. And so what we do is what many churches in the Goldsboro area cannot do. And so I look at it as being a mission field. And I look at it as being a, an important mission field. Uh, many of those that are away from home, are away from home, away from church, away from the push toward uh, religious matters in their lives, but they need reminders. They need to be spoken to. They need to be reached uh, for, the, for the gospel of Christ. I believe it was in April... I know it was in April, I don't remember the date, but I'm sure uh, it's either 1969 or 1970. I'd have to go back and, and look, trace back uh, to make sure. A missionary, much like today, came to our church and had a, an emphasis on preaching missions. God got a hold of my heart that day. I went to the altar I surrendered my life to Christ, not knowing what God wanted me to do. I was, had a good job. I was working, and uh, we just uh, had uh, bought a home and uh, settling down. And what I had uh, anticipated on being a, a uh, life of digging my roots in and, and uh, building a big, fine brick home and getting me a boat and motor and fishing and hunting and all of that. Well, that night, when I surrendered my life to the Lord, uh, many things changed. And uh, from that time forward, uh, God began to allow stepping stones to come our way and uh, ultimately ended up uh, directing our, our ministry toward uh, missions to military. I'll uh, say a little bit more about that, but the, but the thing is tonight, the thing is tonight that let this weekend, today, yesterday, uh, be a beginning point of renewing your vision toward this area of ministry, missions, evangelism, and service uh, for, for the Lord. Uh, let me just uh, thank you as a church family for Brother Jeremy for having me and uh, just for the opportunity to come and, and, and be with you. And uh, thank you for the, uh, uh, your vision for missions and missionaries, for your uh, love toward fulfilling the Great Commission. And uh, thank you in particular for having uh, me here to present again to you uh, missions to military and including our, uh, our ministry in this, in this conference. Your theme, for my name's sake, Isaiah. I hope you've, I hope you've read that, the context there. And uh, all that we do ought to be for his name's sake. 
And so we, we appreciate, appreciate the good meal today at noon. Uh, I went home and was planning on taking a nap after that behind, you know, plate full of dessert, but I didn't, I didn't make my nap. <clears throat> but anyway, I enjoyed that and enjoyed the fellowship. I served in the Air Force for eight years. How many of you were in the military? All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, some of you. I know Brother Mark was, uh, said he was saved while he was stationed in the Marine Corps down at, at, uh, at uh, this town, Camp Lejeune now, I think it is. <laughs> and, uh, but all you others, thank you for serving. I don't know about you, but when I was in the military, no one ever witnessed to me about Christ. No one ever showed any concern for my soul. And uh, I wasn't saved then. I served uh, for eight years, five years, almost five years, uh, well, almost eight years. I was five years at Barksdale Air Force Base in, uh, in Louisiana. I went to Wiesbaden, Germany from 1965 to 1968, and I was discharged March of 1968. And I was saved in November of 1968, a few months after I was, I was discharged. Uh, getting a little ahead of myself, we were married Two years after I went into the Air Force, uh, in uh, 19, that's supposed to be in 1962. My wife would kill me if she saw that. You don't even remember your <laughs> anniversary date. Uh, I went in in 1960. I was married in 1962. And so uh, we just celebrated our uh, 50th wedding anniversary uh, last, last December. And thankful for Linda. I'm sorry she wasn't able to come tonight. She usually tries to go with me to our, our meetings, but uh, we've been caretakers for, our, for her mom for the last 10 years, and uh, her mom got this stomach virus last Thursday, and she's been really sick for the last uh, few days and uh, really grown weak and uh, not able to really get up and get out of bed, so Linda's home taking care of her. Her mom's 89 years old and uh, been blind for a number of years now. And uh, so Linda's taking care of her. I pray for her. Uh, this caring for her mom is really, uh, really taking her energy and uh, zapping her physically. So uh, need to need to pray for her. But uh, I was saved in nineteen and, and 60, 60, uh, 68, or sixty nine rather. Shortly after I was discharged from the from the Air Force. And at one of the verses that God began to show me was Matthew 6.33, uh, shortly after I was saved. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We're going to be looking at that verse a little bit more, a little bit later. But uh, I was saved out of uh, rebellion. I grew up in church. I grew up saying I was a Christian, knowing the terminology Knowing the, you know, the right things to answer when somebody asks me, Joe, are you a Christian? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a church member, and I've done this and done that, and I knew. I, I run into so many Air Force guys that are just like me. <laughs> it, it's, it, it scares me sometimes. They know the language. They know what to say. They know how to say it. But they never really experience Christ in their hearts. Uh, so I was saved, and God began to work in our lives, and, 
and working through the local church that we were a part of, and uh, and God called me into the called me into the ministry in uh, in 1973 to go to Bible college and to get a fast forward a few years. We entered missions to military. Was accepted with missions to military in uh, 1978. Uh, we began our deputation, our home church in uh, Star, South Carolina, Twinkle, the heavenly city of the South. Uh, near Anderson, if you know where Anderson is, up in the western part of, of, the, of the state. And uh, God began to uh, burden our hearts about going back to the military that we were once a part of. And uh, we began our deputation. Uh, we moved to Goldsboro in, uh, in 1980 and served here for two years under the Zimmers. And uh, got a lot of training. Uh, did a lot of my deputation and uh, then we loaded our wagon trains and headed west and uh, settled in Tucson, Arizona for, for 11 years there at Davis-Monthan Air Force Base. Then in 1993, uh, the Zimmers began to get up in years and wanted some, uh, wanted some relief from uh, the duty, and so we moved back here to assume directorship of the uh, Military Christian Center in uh, 1993. This coming, this coming June uh, will be 20 years. Boy, how time flies. But uh, we uh, have been here and part of this. And so tonight, I'd just like to briefly share with you some of the things that we've been involved with uh, through the Military Christian Center over, over the last few years in particular. Uh, as all of you know, you're probably familiar with this uh, with this building on East Ash Street. I've had people to say, well, I thought that was a funeral home. And, uh, but no, it's a military Christian center. This is Mr. Gentry's baby. He birthed this uh, building in, I believe, 1989. And uh, uh, so him and Mr. Zimmer put that uh, building up with a lot, of, a lot of help. And we were just talking a while ago about some of the military guys that were involved with this. But uh, the Military Christian Center, we like to use as a hub for outreach. Uh, we're not a church. We don't have services there on, on Sundays, Wednesdays, uh, but we are an arm of local churches in the area, and we have uh, things going on that we try to utilize as being uh, an outreach to uh, Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. Uh, this is a place to spend an off-duty time. This is a place that they can come and what we like to consider gathered togetherness, uh, where families can come together uh, for fellowship and for, for uh, you know, just activities to, to encourage one another and to have families to come in and, and, and get to know one another and minister to one another. And, uh, of course, uh, all of you know what you know, is involved with togetherness. Uh, we have different things going on. Of course, we do have our fun times. Uh, we have uh, different games and things that we try to uh, get our guys and girls involved with. And, uh, and just things that they can enjoy doing as young people. Uh, at one time, I prided myself in getting out and playing with them and uh, running around the ball diamond and uh, getting on the racquetball court and the tennis court and uh, 
all of that, but uh, those days are gone. <laughs> but, uh, but we still have, uh, have opportunities to try to provide a place of, of uh, social gathering for, uh, for our young guys uh, from the base, and especially the young ones. Uh, we try to plan picnics and outings and, and different things. I posted this one here, this young uh, guy from India. He was uh, saved in a uh, missionary uh, board or a missionary school in, in India before he came uh, to the United States, but he'd never caught a fish, 21 years old, and uh, never caught a fish. And, uh, and so he had, to, he had the thrill of catching his very first fish out at a little pond that we went to. And, uh, and so we, we just try to, try to do these things that uh, are, are enjoyable, uh, to these guys and things that they enjoy doing together in good Christian environment. Uh, of course, we have, uh, have what we call our serious times, uh, our Bible studies. Right now, our planned Bible study night is on Tuesday nights, and uh, this is the time when we just get together and, and uh, study the Word of God. I may have a lesson, it may be a topic that they'll want to discuss, they'll just throw out, or I'll just throw out questions, and we'll get to discussing and find out, well, I've been bothered by this, uh, you know, during the week, and what does the Bible have to say about it, and, and, and trying to meet their needs from a biblical standpoint and from a biblical point of view. Uh, so these are, these are serious times. Uh, some of the other uh, opportunities that we have, through the uh, Military Christian Center, we have our discipleship program, which is an intensive program of scripture memorization, uh, reading books, doing workbooks, and uh, it's a very extensive program. By the time they get through, they've memorized 150 verses. They've read about uh, three, about 20 books. And they've gone through Abundant Life Workbook. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. But uh, our discipleship program is very intensive. We do have a library uh, with books and tapes, DVDs, uh, other books and reading material. But, you know, we found that young military guys and girls don't read anymore. They listen. And uh, reading is a past, (laughs) something of the past for our young guys, and uh, that's hard for me to, to, to get through my mindset, my head. Uh, we'll throw a book out and say, read this. Well, I don't want to read it. <laughs> so we've, we're trying to adapt and readjust our uh, you know, way of presenting uh, material th- and, and material to them. One thing that we like to provide is a home environment. Uh, Linda and I like to be able to invite these military guys and girls in and see a home environment where they can see husband and wife caring for one another, helping one another, and, and, and feeling a, a love between us. And we've had over and over again these guys say, you know, I never had a dad, I never had a home, I don't know, you know, what all of that is about, but I appreciate you and Linda and and the example that you set uh, to us. Uh, probably 75% of the military guys that we reach and, and talk to are from broken homes. And, and so uh, many of them just don't know what a home environment is until they come in and, 
and experience it. We do have the bunk room that's available, guest, a guest room, a food pantry, and, of course, we try to provide that one-on-one attention. Uh, yeah, we do enjoy eating together. Uh, back, uh, we don't do it now, but uh, back, uh, we, we have always tried to provide a Sunday meal. Uh, my wife is not able to do that right now, but uh, we've always enjoyed meeting together after church and having a, a Sunday meal together. We do try to plan other things like you folks having us down uh, on Saturday and having the spaghetti uh, dinner, which was a real blessing to them and us, and, uh, and, and trying to do some things uh, periodically like that, as well as having meals there at the center where we have covered dish suppers and, and things like that. Uh, <clears throat> but, the, but the Military Christian Center is, you know, it's more than eating, more than food. I remember Mrs. Zimmer one time saying, you know, they come to the center for the, for the fellowship. They don't come for the eating. And uh, we found that true through the years that, that uh, you know, eating's good, but, but uh, establishing friendships and establishing fellowships with other Christians that they can uh, uh, pal around with is, is, uh, is an important part of this. Uh, also, in addition to our activities there at the base, over the last few years we've had an opportunity to have uh, some base uh, outreach, and uh, in addition to our just normal uh, evangelism and going out and passing uh, tracts or, or invitations to the center, uh, I've had an opportunity. Uh, it's, it's been taken away for me right now. I'm working toward restoring it again. But uh, going through FTAC, First Term Airman Center, uh, this is a two-week, or well, a one-week program that every young first-term airman coming to this base, goes through this program to get processed in, get their work uh, duty station uh, assigned to them and all of that. And, and so I had the opportunity to go in and present the center ministry to each one of these classes that was coming through. Uh, we had some ladies from our church, and uh, well, two or three different churches, that uh, prepared cookies. And I'd go in with a big old tray of cookies and hand out cookies and uh, give about a 15 or 20 minute presentation of the, uh, to, of the Military Christian Center. Uh, I became known as the cookie man. <laughs> uh, that was okay. Uh, I was also on the Airman Outreach Committee. Once a quarter, uh, the base would sponsor a, a, an outreach to the airmen where they'd provide food and some type of uh, sports uh, games or something like swimming, bowling, uh, flag football, something like that. And in addition to doing hot dogs or hamburgers or pizza or something like that. Well, I was involved with planning these and involved in uh, uh, setting up, uh, again, uh, I'd provide the desserts. Uh, set up a tent and tables and uh, and we would have, uh, oh, probably 40 or 50 dozen cookies and pieces of cake in, uh, there. And uh, it, it not only provided the dessert, but it gave us an opportunity to introduce them to our ministry and to show them that we care, that we care for them. And uh, we got to meet a lot of uh, young fellows that way. 
Uh, the Airman Center is another place on base that uh, young airmen go to uh, uh, work the computer, uh, play these video games. Uh, they have about six TVs in there. Uh, they watch football, they watch sports, they watch TV, they watch videos, DVDs, and all of this. But uh, I had opportunities to go in there and, and uh, uh, show movies. I showed uh, Facing the Giant was one of the movies that I showed. We went in there and made popcorn and just had a regular movie night. And, uh, and so uh, this was another, just a, a source, outreach, uh, to reach out to them. Also the dorm outreach. I uh, had opportunities. I've had opportunities to go in and, and uh, hold Bible studies, sometimes just one or two men, but to go in the dorms and, uh, and, and share the, the Word of God with them. Uh, so <clears throat> we would ask you to pray. Pray for Linda and me and, and uh, for our ministry uh, to these men. Pray, pray for wisdom to minister to singles. Uh, Singles have a have a they have a tough time, especially a, a Christian single living in the dorm, and uh, uh, it, it's it's bad. I mean, the immorality and all of the things that go on, and uh, it wasn't. It's not today is not like it was when you guys were in. Uh, it's changed. It's changed. Very little. Uh, very little uh, uh, restraint placed upon the men and women in the, in the dorms. Of course, they're, they're co-ed dorms, and uh, you know it's just uh, well. I won't go into all all the details, but but uh, pray for us to have wisdom to minister to our singles. They face some uh, some difficult uh, some difficult times there on base, uh, and for our couples. Uh, Young married couples, many of you met Jeff and Kate. Uh, they were at our financial uh, seminar. They were here for the, uh, for the outing. By the way, Kate just had a little seven-pound girl, uh, just last, uh, born last Tuesday, I believe it was. And uh, they're doing well. But uh, Jeff is enrolled in, uh, in uh, online, uh, Liberty University online, and doing well in his... Uh, in, working toward getting his degree. God will use this young man. He's only been saved a little over two years, but very wise and very hungry for the Scriptures. And, uh, and God will use somebody like that. And we appreciate Jeff and Kate. I call them my Aquila and Priscilla. And uh, God sent them to us a little over a year ago at a time when uh, it was just, uh, we were... We were scraping the bottom again on the attendance, and uh, Kate and Jeff came in and uh, began to uh, encourage some others to come to our Bible study. But pray for wisdom to minister to our, our military. I know this financial area is a, is a great need of, uh, in young military couples. And, uh, and so uh, pray as we pass out uh, personal invitations and... Uh, Reach out to these young men as we meet them on base. Uh, you may, you know, you may think, well, you just go out and pass out tracks and knock on doors like you can do all over Lagrange and other part. No, no, it has to be done discreetly. Uh, we we in these most of these were taken. Uh, these pictures were taken at 
one of the Airman Outreach events where we had them together and providing these uh, activities for them. And uh, I more or less just made myself available to tell them who I was and at the same time pass out an invitation to come. But uh, we have to be very discreet. And, uh, but pray for our dorm evangelism as I, as I meet young guys and be able to share uh, the Word of God with them. Uh, pray as we mingle and get a rapport among our base leadership. Uh, last Tuesday night, we had a, a chief master sergeant with 26 years in the, in the Air Force. He's a superintendent of all the maintenance there on base. He came to our Bible study and is interested in what we're doing. We're hoping this will be a, a uh, he'll be a, a, an inroad to reaching out to other young men on base and using his influence uh, for the cause of Christ. But we like to, we like to develop a rapport among our, our command chiefs and our chaplains. And even though we don't work directly with the chapel, uh, we, we, they do support us. They do, uh, they've allowed me to have access to the base. They give me a base pass. And so they know what we're doing. In fact, I just got my base pass renewed in, in March for another year. And uh, I know for years it was almost impossible to get a base pass. Mr. Zimmer used to struggle with that more than anything else, I think, in trying to get on base. Well, for the last five years, God has opened the door for us to have a base pass. And uh, it's through the chapel. And so uh, I, I can't... I can't, you know, uh, be too hard on the chaplains, even though, even though I may not agree with everything that they do. Uh, we still try to maintain some type of uh, relationship with the chapel and the, and the chaplains. And, uh, and so, you know, some of the other prayer requests that I'd like to share with you is that, you know, for our health, uh, we, Linda and I both, are, are, uh, uh, have some physical uh, problems that we deal with daily, and uh, and and so our energy and our strength level isn't what it uh, once was, what it what we'd like it to be, and uh, we'd like to do more. We'd like to be able and feel like doing more. And uh, you that are getting older, you know what I'm talking about. And so pray for our health and also the wisdom, as I mentioned before, in the ministry. Uh, Wisdom to do the things that are expedient, those things that will be accomplish something. And uh, also for Linda's care of her mom, uh, this is really uh, beginning to be very taxing on her. And, uh, and I, you know, we, there again, we, we don't know at this point what the outcome of this sickness, her weakness, and all of this is going to be, but uh, uh, we just need wisdom in that. As far as the Military Christian Center, uh, that souls would be saved, that we would be able to uh, reach those that God is preparing, uh, their hearts and those that are open to the truths of God's Word, that we would see Christian growth in the lives of of those that are saved, young uh, Christian men and women that uh, know the Lord. Uh, Funds for operation, that's... uh, I haven't done deputation in a long time. God has provided uh, through our, our supporting churches. 
But right now, our funds for operating the center are very, very low. Uh, I just had to spend uh, a little over $200 on our, our sign to get the ballast and things repaired on that. We've got a debt coming up in May, 800 and something dollars for uh, insurance on the, on the building. And uh, those are funds that we really don't have. But uh, we're, we're just praying that God would send in. But we need an we need operating fund reserve built back up. And, uh, and if the Lord would so direct your church, this church, to become uh, partners in with us and providing financially, we would be uh, thankful for that. Uh, I don't know of any missionary that has too much support. But, uh, but anyway, we do ask you to pray for us. And for future laborers, uh, we would love to have a couple come in, work along with us for a few years, and and get to know the ministry. We we're not sure what Jeff. I know he's planning on making the Air Force probably a a career, but uh, we've had several couples to come in with the idea. Well, let's just see if this is God's will. Uh, we've had uh, at least four different couples to come in. Uh, spend the weekend with us and uh, say, well, we just don't think it's God's will for us to come to Goldsboro. Uh, we're, I'm 71 years old, and uh, I don't know how long, you know, just, just normally speaking, uh, I'd hope that I'll have a few more years, but, uh, uh, but we, we eventually, eventually, we'll need someone to take over that, over that ministry. And, uh, <clears throat> and so... Uh, pray for us and pray for someone to be, uh, be there. As you know, we're at war. And uh, pray for our men and women overseas especially. Uh, we have uh, one, one of our guys now in Afghanistan from the center. Uh, one of the, our girls is in Kuwait uh, serving. My son-in-law is in Korea. And you get the headlines about Korea. And so... Pray for these and, and others, many others that are in, uh, in uh, places around the world that, uh, that uh, just, you know, hot spots and places that we don't think about. Uh, so thank you for allowing me to uh, uh, present the ministry and uh, present this brief overview. Uh, maybe have questions or something that you'd like to uh, uh, ask or something I didn't cover. Anything at all? You, uh, I, I remember being part of mission in the military. Don Jones would always take me uh, on Thursdays to go to uh, on camp to, to go to outreach. Right. Um, you, you spoke almost in past tense concerning that. Uh, have they clamped down on being able to share the gospel as openly as possible? We, uh, <clears throat> not t- entirely. But uh, it, it, is a, it is more difficult. It has been difficult since 9-11. And uh, it has been uh, more difficult to... Well, several things that have made it more difficult. Number one is 9-11, the security. Number two, they've revamped all the dorms on base. Whereas now they have apartment-style dorms with, uh, with rooms that go directly from the outside the inside. Back in the day, we would have the open, open, you know, barracks type where you just go in and go down the hall and 
have access to the day room, and you'd, you'd meet people all the time. It's a little different now than it was uh, then. Now we either go through the Airman Center or try to meet people in the parking lot and, and things like that. But yeah, we do still try to hand, hand out invitations and tracks, although on an Air Force base, they're, very, they're a little bit more strict than they are, uh, you know, I think on some of, the, some of their other bases. I'm not sure about Camp Lejeune. Yes? I think one of the greatest challenges is just the uh, uh, apathetic uh, attitude toward uh, the things of God by young people. They they don't they don't have a need for God in their lives. They they uh, and I'm speaking in generalities uh, as a whole. I think young people are are more hard toward the gospel and and listening to the gospel than they were 15, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. Anybody else? I know you were kind of answering my question, but I was curious about the chaplains, if they helped in any way. They, you said they kind of helped you get your pass to get in. Did they go beyond that and try to help you in your actual no, no. Uh, there, there are a few chaplains that are believers, but there again, the 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 personnel shortage of of the military today is such that it carries over into the into the chapel program as well, and they are so tied up with with their own workload that they have very little time for ministry outside of doing their Sunday services. Uh, this Airman Center was under the chapel uh, responsibility for, for, for a while. And, uh, and so I, I was able to work through the chapel in volunteering uh, some several nights a week to go there and, and just open up the facility and be there and, and watch over things. Now that's been pushed off somewhere. I tell you, <clears throat> through the years I have seen that the singles ministry, and that's where our primary focus, our, our, our goal is to reach out to the singles. The singles ministry is usually one of the things that's pushed aside with the chapels and with other base personnel. They minister to families, they minister to, uh, especially to uh, uh, single parents, uh, a lot quicker than they will just the young airmen coming in into the uh, into the air force. But uh, but I, I have offered through the years. I have offered to help with things on base uh, through the chapel. Uh, I have never been taken up on anything other than volunteering at the uh, at the airman center. And so uh, uh, we, still, we still try to maintain some type of contact with those chaplains that we feel like are favorable toward us and, and are not 
through the, I've had chaplains to tell me, well, we can't support your ministry because if we support your ministry, we've got to support every one of them off base. And so we just don't support any of them. And they brush you off like that and, and just let you go. But uh, it's a long story, but uh, a man by the name of Tyler Ryberg, who is a head of a sister ministry, uh, Worldwide Baptist Missions, I think, uh, Military Missions, to get the exact title. Tyler was a pilot during uh, uh, Vietnam, I believe, in the Marine Corps. But uh, he came at the right time to visit here in Goldsboro, and he went to bat for me and went straight to the base commander to ask him to sponsor us on base. And that they, those guys, both of them are Fulberg colonels, they hit it off, and within 15 minutes after Tyler Ryberg went to the base commander and sat down with him and talked with him, within 15 minutes we had a base pass. So, and since then, we've, we've been able to get it renewed every year. Uh, last, this past March, I went out, and, and within an hour, within one hour, from the time I picked up the form to get it filled out, I had my base pass in the hand. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Anything else? Uh, I speak a lot in past tense, uh, uh, brother, speaking of things that we've done and some of the things that we have been involved with. Uh, a lot of these are ongoing, a lot of these that we want to continue doing. Uh, some of them didn't work. Some of them have been, some of the doors have been closed, like the uh, FTAC and, and some of those things that we're trying to get involved with again. And so, uh, you know, uh, I speak in past tense a lot of the, in a lot of these areas because uh, we have done that in the past. We're, some of them we're not doing right now. Uh, some of them we're trying to get the door open for us again so we can get geared up and, and uh, get going. Well, it's 3 o'clock, so. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, in this last week, they announced that slowdown, and they're basically shutting down the flights for two squadrons. Do you anticipate any change in how this may affect openness to ministry? Or you know, I haven't, I haven't really gotten a uh, good feel of what this is going to do as far as personnel. Uh, what are they going to do with all those maintainers and all those pilots that... They parked their aircraft. I, I don't know yet. I haven't really uh, talked with anyone uh, uh, about that and what the result. I, I don't think they, they know yet how it's going to uh, affect the, uh, uh, what they're going to do with all these people sitting around with no plane to, to launch. I don't, I don't know. Be, I thought about that. I, where, where are these guys going? I don't know if they'll, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one yet. Anybody else? So it seems like the success of the ministry has been with the prophets. Married couples. Well, get your letters and we see these couples deploying. We see them discharged and going into ministry. Mm hmm.
Well, the, the thing of it is, is we start ministering to single guys, and all of a sudden they become couples. <laughs> Just works out that way for some reason. But uh, I think once, once a, a guy gets married, then he begins to see responsibilities toward single or toward uh, spiritual things in a different light. And uh, we, I enjoy working with young couples. I have for years. Uh, when I got saved, I began to work with young married couples, Sunday school class. I enjoyed that. I still enjoy it. I still see the need for, for young couples. But the thing with couples is they have that uh, place of refuge. They have the place of retreat that they can go to uh, at the end of a work day. They can go home. Now, some of the homes aren't too much of a refuge, but uh, still, they have that. Singles don't have that. So we try to maintain the Military Christian Center for these singles. It's hard to get singles uh, because of their age, uh, because of their uh, newness to the Air Force, just getting their feet wet. They throw their, their career development courses in their laps and say, you've got to have these done and most of the guys hate to do it because they've got to read. And they, don't, they hate studying, they hate reading, and they hate doing these uh, CDCs, but they've got to do it. Otherwise, they'll be hauled in on Saturday morning and, and supervised to sit there and finish that course. So uh, we get a lot of excuses. Well, I can't come because I've got to study my CDCs and I've got to get this done and blah, blah, blah. But... Uh, but yeah, I think, in answer to the question, I think the success of our missions, of our, our ministry through the years has been probably through our uh, couples, although we've had several, uh, you know, to go on to Bible college. Were you married, y'all went, were y'all married then when you went to Bible college? I didn't think so. Uh, we've had singles to go on to my Bible college, and uh, this is our push to, to get... Uh, young singles discipled. Uh, right now, we've got uh, a young guy in, in Colorado, Colorado, and and uh, working with the military there. Uh, finished Appalachian and uh, not Appalachian ambassador, and uh, met his wife there, and they've got effective ministry and and uh, among the army in Colorado. We've got another one in England that's got effective ministry there. Uh, both of these were single when they came through our center. <clears throat> Fred Lee is another guy that's in, uh, in Mississippi. Uh, he came through and uh, as a single guy, got married, and uh, went on to Bible college later. And uh, so, you know, that's our desire is to see the singles get settled in and, and get some focus on their goals in life and, and becoming productive uh, because I, I really believe this is our future uh, resources for manpower, for pastors, uh, for missionaries, and, uh, you know, for Christian leaders. I think one of the keys right now to getting people in missions to military and working through the military Christian centers is our retired uh, men that have spent 20 years in. Uh, they're out now looking for ministries, looking for jobs, looking for things to do, uh, I think that would be a, a great source as well for future center directors and, 
and people in our local churches that want to reach military. Well, missions to military only has has three, four stateside: uh, Camp Lejeune, Lejeune, in uh, uh, Norfolk, Mayport, and Fayetteville. Fayetteville doesn't have a facility right now, uh, but uh, they're working on that. And then, of course, the French ministry uh, and Ukraine ministry. Okay. Anything else? I appreciate your interest in asking questions. Uh, please visit our display. There's some literature there and uh, our prayer card, uh, some uh, invitations uh, so you won't remember or so you will remember where we are located. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we appreciate you coming by. Uh, our, our schedule right now is topsy-turvy with... Uh, things that are going on, but we, we're trying to maintain our, our Sunday, I mean our Tuesday night Bible study, and we're usually there on Friday nights to uh, provide a, just a time of fellowship and play some games and just offer them a place that they can come and get off base. And uh, So, with that said, let's look just for a few minutes, just for a few minutes at Matthew 6.33. My favorite verse and, uh, and, and God, uh, God allowed me to learn this verse, and God allowed me to find this verse shortly after I was saved. And, uh, and I think one of the things that impressed me upon this verse was that even as a lost person, I would look at people in church. I was going to church then, by the time I got out of the Air Force, and the first few months, and that uh, I was uh, back home in South Carolina, I would go to church. But I began to learn those people in church. And I would tell Linda, I'm just as good as they are. I'd see the things that they were doing, the life that, lives that they were living, deacons that I knew that were doing things that were not Christian. And I'd say, I'm just as good as they, were. they are. But, God showed me in a definite way, Joe, you're not responsible for them. You're responsible for you. You're going to have to give an account. And God showed me Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And and I, I began to try to live that. I wanted to live that. I wanted to seek the things of God first. And you might say, well, well, what is this to do with missions? What's this all to do with missions? Here's what I think it has to do with missions. When a person surrenders to God's righteousness and living for God for their lives, having a burden for missions and having a burden for souls and having a burden for giving, that'll come. But first, Corinthians, they first gave themselves. They first gave themselves. And I believe this is where we need to be as Christians. Seeking first the kingdom, kingdom of God. The word seek there, and, and I don't have time to develop all this, but, 
But uh, there's something to pursue. Well, what is that? The kingdom of God and His righteousness. There's a, there's a, a priority here in this verse. There's a priority that says, seek first. Put it first. Priority it. It's a priority in our life to the kingdom of God. Uh, but the thing that I like in here, in this verse, and, and like to leave with us tonight, is this is a personal pursuit. A personal pursuit. You see, each one of us, as we leave this building tonight, as we go through this week, it's a personal thing with you and me that we've got to make up our mind. We've got to make choices on what we'll do with this missions conference. What we'll do with what we've heard. And it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing for each, each one of us. Every Christian. Every Christian. And so, uh, it'll affect. When we... When we set this as a priority for our, our lives, our daily living, it will affect our giving. It will affect our witnessing. It will affect our evangelism. It will affect the heartbeat of this church. It's, it's amazing, you know, if you go through. We, we, we talked about this morning, Brother uh, Smith talked about the Great Commission. You know, if you, if you go look at that, Yes, the great commissions to the church, but who does it direct? Who does Jesus direct his 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 uh, uh, command to? Who is it to? Go ye, go ye. I believe it's just like God was pointing, pointing each one of us, poking us on the back or on the shoulder, and say, "Hey, Peter, you know this is for you. John, this is for you. You know, it's an individual thing." Collectively, yeah, we do it together, but it's an individual thing that we all have to decide, I will be involved with that. I will do that. I will fulfill that. Acts 1.8 But ye, ye shall be receive power, and, and ye shall be witnesses. It's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. It's an individual responsibility. Paul made it personal for him. You study the life of Paul and you go look, look at the things that he, he commanded to young Timothy, that he commanded to the churches, that he commanded, that he wrote by, uh, from inspiration or through inspiration of, of the Holy Spirit of God. But yet, these things were personal with Paul. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ. I! I believe Paul was. Nevertheless, I live. Not I, but Christ in me. I believe all that was personal to Paul. He was an individual who had surrendered to God's will, seeking first the kingdom of God for his life. You know, the uh, text that if you go through and, and study Matthew 6, there's two Two schools of seekers in this, in this context here. If you go back to verse 32, uh, Jesus is saying here, for, all, all, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek, but seek ye, seek ye the kingdom first, the kingdom of God. 
He's talking to us. He's talking to us. And so tonight, we, we just have to evaluate, what are we seeking? What are you seeking? If you think about your life today, tonight, this coming week, last week, the coming month, what's going to be the priority that you seek in your life? We talked about this individual, you know, individual uh, uh, given of, of missionaries. You have to do that on an individual basis. Somebody's not going to, nobody's going to appoint you a missionary, appoint a missionary that you support or you support. No, it's got to be my individual responsibility, my individual choice, and it's my individual uh, opportunity to seek the kingdom of God, seek this ministry. A few years ago, I had the opportunity to do several missions conferences uh, <clears throat> with, this has been many years, probably back in the mid-80s. Uh, no, it was, yeah, 70s. Don Sisk, I don't know if you if y'all are familiar with Don Sisk. Don Sisk was a, a BIMI missionary, and, and uh, now he's with West Coast Baptist College and uh, head of the missions out there. But anyway, Don Sisk. I remember so well, he, tell, he, was, he was telling the story about a Midwestern farmer uh, who came forward during a missions conference one time and surrendered his life to go to the mission field. And it was a rejoicing time. But a few minutes later, during the same invitation, his farming neighbor came forward and presented himself to go or presented himself for missions. And his story was this. He said, if this man called his name can go to the mission field, I want to be part of supporting him and sending him to the mission field. I want to support him. You know, all of you can't go. God won't call all of you to go. When I entered the Air Force in 1960... I was told that it takes 10 men to keep one airplane in the air. Well, I don't know how many people it takes to keep one missionary on the field, but all of you, all of us, can be involved. And this conference is about getting you involved. But it's your choice. God is seeking you to get involved, but you've got to seek His kingdom, His righteousness, and make the choice that you will get involved as well. There may be some here tonight. You need to get serious about the things of God. I don't know your heart. I don't know you. I know we're small in number. But you need to get serious in your life about serving Jesus Christ. This is a good time to do that. With, a, with an emphasis on mission, with an emphasis on getting involved, with an emphasis on seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You know, Paul said, getting back to his personal uh, involvement and commitment and surrender, and, and Philippians, he says, for to me, to live is Christ. For to me, to me, Paul. Can you say that tonight? Can you say that?
Only one life, what? It will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. I pray that you're seeking Him personally in your life and seeking His righteousness. If you are, missions will come easy for you. Supporting missions, praying for missions. And we ask you to pray for us. Our ministry here at Seymour Johnson and uh, for Linda and me as we try to be an encouragement to our our young people, our young couples, our young singles, and uh, try to reach out uh, to them. Thank you for having us. Thank you for your attention, and uh, thank you for a good day. I enjoyed today, and thank you, brother, for having us.